breakfast. Ugh, that's yucky. It's got eggs on it. Oh, Kevin, when are you going to grow up? Kevin, when are you going to grow up? <laughs> well? You've got a pimple on your nose. Oh, Kevin, I've told you before, that's rude. You can't talk to people like that. I like the way I talk to people. It's honest. Honest? <laughs> yes, but not the sort of honest you need if you want people to have a meaningful relationship with you. Kevin. <clears throat> Son. Isn't it about time you took more responsibility for your life? Why would I want to take more responsibility for my life? Well, um... I, I, mean, I don't want to worry about money and, and houses and relationships and stuff. But, Kevin, that's what grown-ups do. I just want to play. I have a room to sleep in. You make me food. I've got a job. Ugh. What more do I need? You need to grow up. Why? Because, Kevin, because you're 49 years old and a high court judge. <laughs> Pimply face. <laughs> There are two readings this morning. The first is 1 Corinthians 3, 1 to 3. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for when you are not re re ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarrelling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? The second reading is Colossians 1, 28 and 29. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. For those of you who've been here for the last couple of weeks, uh, we are working our way through this uh, John Stott book. And this week, we are looking at maturity. And as we've just seen in our sketch, we've got an adult who really didn't want to admit that they are a grown-up. <laughs> and if you didn't hear the joke because you were laughing too much, they had a high-profile jo uh, job as a high court judge. They don't want to grow up. They want to stay young. They were quite enjoying themselves, weren't they, playing on their computer games. And they don't like the idea of being mature. And I don't know about you, but I know certain members of my family that have yet to grow up. I don't know whether you've got some of those in your family. Probably. But unfortunately, we can't stay as children. Sorry, kids. As much as you want to, you've got to grow up at some point. And we have to become mature members of society and also mature Christians. We need to become 
mature in Christ. Over the last couple of weeks, both Ben and Bobby have talked to us about the fact that we need to give our lives to Christ. We can't stay as we are. We need to be transformed. And Bobby last week helped us to think about what it means to be Christ-like and what that looks like. And the week before, Ben gave us some pointers on how we can do this. And at the risk of repeating myself this morning, we're going to look at another part of Paul's teaching on this subject. So the first reading came from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And in it, he's concerned by what he's hearing about the new young church in Corinth. Despite them hearing the good news of the gospel and receiving Christ into their lives, they were still living as they would have done had they not done that. Paul describes them as still being worldly. Or if you read it in a different translation, the Good News translation says, you still live as people of this world. And Paul warns us in Romans that that we can't do that. We, We have to live in Christ. Paul describes them having to feed on milk like a newborn because they're not ready for the solid food. They need to grow in their maturity in Christ. And just as we can't stay as children and have to grow into an adult, we can't stay as young Christian converts. We need to grow up in Christ. We need to move on to that solid food or else we won't thrive. But how do we move from being that newborn surviving on just milk, to feeding on the solid food that we need? Well, the answer's pretty straightforward. We need to immerse ourselves in in who Jesus is, what he did, and how he did it. We need to be that rooted disciple. And as an illustration to that, I've got these two plants. They are exactly the same. Yes, you agree? They are the same. I feel like I'm about to do a magic trick. They are exactly the same. However, I'm going to try and pull this one out. And hopefully, if I hold this, it's going to stay. That's because it's well-rooted. It has grown healthy, it's rooted itself, and it's not going to go anywhere. It's staying strong. But what about this one? If I hold this one and lift it up, it's not well-rooted. It's not got itself rooted. It comes out. It will fall over. I don't know about you, how many people lost things in the latest storms because they weren't well-rooted. It will fall over. In the storms of life, that is what could happen. This one, on the other hand, is well-rooted. It will be well-strong in that because it knows It needs those roots. It needs to grow. And we can compare this also to the parable of the the sower. In the story where Jesus tells the the disciples about the seeds, the farmer throws them on. And those seeds that, that land on that stony ground can't put down the roots that it needs. It withers in the sun as soon as the sun comes out. We want to see growth. But growth without roots means that the plant won't stand up and grow well. It will be undernourished. So what does Christian maturity look like? That brings us on to our passage in Colossians. It is having a mature relationship with Christ. One where we worship, trust, love, 
and obey him. As John Stott says, if we do those aforementioned things, then the clearer our vision of Christ, the more convinced we become that he is worthy of our commitment. Maturity in Christ isn't something which contains itself to the age of a person, you'll be pleased to know. It doesn't matter whether we're young, old, or anywhere in between. All of us can be mature in Christ. And the passage makes this very clear. Paul wants to present everyone as mature in Christ. Old or young, it doesn't matter. In order to become mature in Christ, we need to be open to meet with him and be open to being changed and renewed. And there are three ways, I think, that we can achieve this. Firstly, we need to pray. And not just a list of requests. We need to have honest prayers to Jesus. When you read scripture, people's prayers were honest, they were real, and they were full of emotion. And God can handle all of those prayers. And those prayers will deepen our relationship with Jesus And in return, we will get a fresh and true vision of who he is. And secondly, we need to read and study the scriptures to really know who Jesus is. How can we become more like him if we don't know him? And the Bible is full of Jesus. So let's get to know him. So the final area is that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. When Jesus left earth and returned to heaven, he promised he would send a helper, someone who would be with us all of the time. And when the disciples first encountered the Holy Spirit on that first Pentecost, they were changed forever. When we accept Jesus as our Lord, then the Holy Spirit comes and lives and dwells in our hearts to give us peace and also direction. And it's important that we give the Holy Spirit time and space to work in our lives. And we need to be ready to listen. So we're going to spend a little bit of time. I'm going to invite you to, to give some time to the Holy Spirit this morning. Now, you might feel at this point you want to stand. It might be that you want to remain seated. It's entirely up to you. But I would love you just to close your eyes. And if you feel you want to, just hold out your hands. And then we're just going to wait. We're just going to wait because it might be that the Holy Spirit wants to do some work in your lives this morning. A final prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your holy word. May it be a lantern to our feet, a light to our paths and a strength to our lives. Take us and use us to love and serve in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.